to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Psalms 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the the heights of Hermon, from the Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? My soul, why are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. You know, do you, do you ever feel like your best days are behind you? Like, like you've lived out your glory days, and now all that you have left are these just existences, just opportunity to fill time with work and with pleasure and with whatever else you need to do. And maybe you look out at your circumstances that you're currently in, or even the circumstances that are coming that you know are ahead of you, and you look at them and you just think there's no, there's no way that what's ahead could be more beautiful than what I have had or where I have been or what is going on or what currently has, has taken place in my life. And, and it's easy. It's easy to get there, to look back and say, there was once a day where my life was beautiful and now I'm heading into just existing with all of this. And, and it's easy to get into those places and then ask God, where are you? You were there, and now you seem to not be there, and where am I headed in the middle of this? And now there's this deep sense of disconnection between you and God and maybe you and other people. Have you ever been there before? I have been there more times than I, I would like to be. In fact, I would say for the last three months, that's been a huge conversation in my head. And when you're there, it's, it's a hard place to get out of. It's a hard place to remove yourself from. It's a hard place to, to coach yourself out of. And, and I resonate with David in his conversation. See, David probably wrote this song when his enemies were actively trying to kill him, right? So here he was 
fleeing from the city that he was a hero in. That when he entered into the city, people would sing his praises. And, and the, the scriptures would say he would sing these songs about how he's slain 10,000s of people. And he was admired and loved. And then the king at that time decided that he was going to be jealous and he needed to kill David. So now David is living in these caves and in these holes and in these hiding places, literally thinking, any day I could be killed. Any day I, I could be exterminated from this earth. And... I imagine that he is exhausted, exhausted emotionally in these moments, exhausted physically from running and hiding, exhausted spiritually and mentally, and he's crying out to God in this psalm here. And he, he makes this statement, as a deer pants for water, so my soul longs for you. See, it's, it's interesting, deer actually can't sweat, in fact, we as mammals are the, one of the only species who can sweat. Most animals pant when they get hot or when they need water. And it's an instinctual survival mechanism that they can increase their respiratory rate. And the, the rapid inhale and exhale and the moisturizing of their internal body allows them to cool down in the midst of pressure, in the midst of heat, in the midst of environments that, that they do not thrive in. It allows them to sustain until they can actually get to water. And it's this involuntary reaction that an animal like a deer would have when they find themselves in a place where they need to survive in the midst of this. And David is saying that just as a deer starts involuntarily panting for water to cool itself down, to, to keep itself alive until it can find what it needs, that, that his soul is so thirsty for God that it's panting until it can actually get to what he needs. And, and I love that he, he, he's not actually saying what I need is like a religious experience because he clarifies. He doesn't say, like, my soul longs for God. He says, I long for the living God. He, he corrects himself in the middle of this. And he says, I, I don't need just like a, a religious activity. I don't need something that I've gone through the motions before. I actually need to have an encounter with the living, moving spirit of God. And my soul is so desperate for this type of connection. And he, he's longing to find this space. And it's interesting, when you look up stats around dehydration, did you know that about 75% of the U.S. is dehydrated at any given moment in time? Now, now that means that 75% that of us in this room currently, three-fourths of us are dehydrated. So if you look around at four people, one, like three of you are dehydrated. I don't know if you're the one who's not or is, but, but most of us are dehydrated. In fact, on average, the American only drinks 2.5 cups of water a day. We actually need eight to keep ourselves hydrated. Now, I know most of you are thinking about how many cups of water you had yesterday or today. But when we find ourselves in a place of dehydration, when we find ourselves longing for water, we, we find ourselves in all kinds of interesting places. We find ourselves confused. We find ourselves lethargic. We find ourselves with all kinds of heart conditions. Our blood pressure can either go up or down. We find ourselves hospitalized. All kinds of spaces where we go when we find ourselves here. Now, here's the interesting thing is that the sensation of dehydration we're oftentimes very confused about. And we confuse it for other sensations. In fact, most people, when they're dehydrated, think that they're hungry. And so what their body actually needs is water, and so then they go to eat a sandwich, or if you're at work, a donut, or whatever is in the break room, and, and then you find yourself still hungry, needing more food. Or what we love to do is to get a cup of coffee. 
And the interesting thing about coffee, if you know coffee, it actually dehydrates you more. And so it perpetuates the very thing that is going on inside of you that is making you long for this. And here's the thing. The only thing that will work when you find yourself dehydrated in need of sustenance is water. It's the only thing on the planet that will actually move you towards a space of health. See, here's the biggest issue about being dehydrated. The biggest issue about being dehydrated isn't that you're dehydrated. It's that you're unaware that you're dehydrated. It's that you have no idea that your body is actually in need. And so then we go on quests to figure out how to sustain this. And when we aren't aware of what's going on physically within us, we don't know how to fix it. Or we find ourselves engaging in activities and actions that actually make the situation worse. And here's the thing about being dehydrated. It's not just like a one-time thing. It's not like a, hey, I drank my eight cups today and I'm good. No, it's like a continual process of rehydrating your body on a regular basis to move towards where you need to be. It's a continual way of being. And see, I wonder for how many of us we aren't aware of what's going on, not just physically with us, but we aren't actually going aware of what's going on spiritually within us. That we actually aren't aware that our souls are dehydrated. That they're actually longing for a connection with the Spirit of God and that he is the only possible one that could sustain us or refresh us. I, I just wonder how many of us are actually aware of that. And just like when we're physically dehydrated, I find that we... We find ourselves not being aware of what's going on, and so then we find ourselves trying to grasp at everything else that, to fix the situation other than the thing that can actually sustain us, other than the thing that our soul is actually longing for, which is an encounter with the living God. And so we find ourselves saying, like, I, I just need to get away. I just, I, if I could just quit my job, if I could just take a vacation, then I could get away. If I could just change communities, then somehow I would be there. If I just could fix my boss, if things changed there, then everything would be different. If I could just change my bank account, then, then things would change. If I could get some emotional help, if I could just get a little more hustle, if I just had the right job, if I just had the right spouse, if I just had the right kids, if I had the right home, if I had whatever else it would be, then we figure that somehow is going to fix the problem. But that's like drinking coffee and eating food when our soul's actually thirsty for something within us. We, we engage all kinds of remedies except for the very thing that our soul is longing for just a moment with the living God. Just a moment to be refreshed, to be connected with him. And, and here's what I find when, when I'm in this space. When my soul is dry and I'm searching for any answer besides the thing that's actually going to fulfill me is we get a little loopy, right? <laughs> Just like when we get physically dehydrated, we get a little loopy that we find ourselves in this space and we get a little loopy here. And, and David... He goes back and forth in this psalm. Like, he just swings back and forth in his thoughts. Have you ever thought you were a little crazy how fast your thoughts move in your head? And I, I listen to David's narrative here, his internal dialogue, and I just think, oh, yeah, I totally relate to you, David, because here he is. He, he, he says, my, my tears are my food day and night. My soul is so downcast. But I put my faith in you, God. I will remember you when we met, and I will remember you over and over and over again. But why have you forgotten me? And you're embarrassing me in front of my enemies, and I don't know where to go with you. I go about morning all day, all night, but your prayer is with me. 
but your prayer is with me. And, and, and I have crashed into your love like waterfalls, and they have refreshed me, but my soul is downcast. And he goes back and forth. Ever been there before? Like, it feels like a roller coaster. Like in, in, and I'm not even talking like seasons. I'm talking in like seconds. Like, I trust you, God, and, and I long for you, and oh, hold on, I need to worry about this for a little bit. <laughs> And, and, you know, but you've always been there and you've always been faithful. But, you know, this time, I don't think you're going to come through. Where are you? And David finds himself going back and forth and back and forth. But what I love is that David does something really beautiful in the midst of this. He remembers. He remembers the times that he's been refreshed. He says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. He remembers that God has been faithful and there have been beautiful times and there have been times of refreshing and he reminds himself of what his soul needs in this moment. He is grateful for those times where God has showed up and he remembers those things. Have you noticed how easy it is to forget those moments when your soul is dehydrated? How easy it is to forget the, the countless times that God has come through, the countless times that he has shown up, the countless times that he has proven himself faithful. And then we get in these moments and it's like, well, all hope's lost. Why have you forgotten me? But he pauses and he remembers. See, studies have actually shown at a neurological level, one of the greatest ways to unlock your life mentally, to enter into freedom, is to live a life of appreciation of deep gratitude for where you have been so it can sustain you to where you're going. But here, here I think is the most important thing that David does in this, is that he doesn't camp out in just the remembering. Because how many of you ever find yourself in a place where you just wanna go back to the good old days? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you just want to go back to those times when things were easier and simpler and they weren't as hard and you had more fun and those people were around and, and life was good. I can't tell you how many times when I coach people, the conversation is, if I could just get back to where I was, life would be beautiful. See, here's the problem is that that's impossible. You actually can never get back to where you were. You can never actually return back to a version of you or go back to a situation. It is impossible. And I know people who will spend the rest of their existence longing to get back to the good old days, longing to get back to when things were fill in the blank, longing to, to get back there. But he ends with this, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. See, he, he reorients himself. He says, you know what? I remember that. And I, I wish I could go back to these moments where I was in the temple and, and everyone was around and people were raising their hands and it was beautiful. But I can't go back there. So he reorients himself towards hope. See, because hope is a future-oriented stance. It is saying, look, I've had beautiful days and it's been wonderful, but I know things are crazy right now. And I know things don't look beautiful and I don't see a way out and I feel like my best days are behind me, but he reorients himself and I says, I will put my hope in him. I will allow him to move me into a future that I know will be exponentially better than where I have been. And he, he speaks to himself. He says, he says, my soul will be quenched. I will find life. I will yet praise my Savior and my God. 
See, here's the, the message of this moment, that if you're willing to recognize that your soul, what it's actually longing for, is not that thing or that circumstance to change. It's not longing to have more or less of whatever it is that's going on in your life. What your soul is actually longing for is to be quenched by the Spirit of God. And that if you're willing to enter into that space, it is a guarantee that your best days are ahead of you. It is a guarantee that your future looks exponentially more beautiful than anything that has come your way. But it starts with you being willing to notice that your soul is thirsty, that your soul is longing for him and to respond to his spirit when he calls to you to allow the depths of you to cry out to the depths of him. I love when David says that as deep cries out to deep with that in the roar of your waterfalls, I will find you and to put our hope in him. So as we close out today, I actually don't want you to ask anyone a question. I want you to ask you a question. And I'd like you just to close your eyes for a moment. I'd like for you just to listen to your soul for a second. And I just want you to ask, where, where am I dehydrated right now, spiritually? Where are the areas that you have decided that your future cannot or will not be just as beautiful or if not more beautiful than where you have been? Where are the areas that you've lost hope or just decided that God is not capable of? Maybe you've never ever entered into a relationship with this God who loves you. And maybe today you're even just recognizing, man, my soul just needs a, a refreshing of his spirit. Wherever that area is, I'm gonna ask you to just become aware of your soul panting for God. And maybe you've tried to find him in all kinds of other things. Worry, anxiety, hopelessness. Maybe you've thought, if I could just, you know, make the right money, or if I could just get myself in the right influence, or if I could just fix whatever, or if I could just have this, then, then everything would be different. But today God is saying, look, the thing that you're longing for is within you. The thing that you're longing for is a transformation of the heart, of the soul. And as you're sitting there, I'm going to have the band come back out, and we're going to sing a song together just one more time. And I'm going to invite you during this song to allow yourself to go. I know oftentimes we come into a Sunday morning, and we come with the busyness of where we've been and what's going on, and it's hard to focus in the morning, but I want us to sing this song together with our hearts recognizing, man, I am panting for the Lord God, I am longing as the deer pants for water, so my soul longs for you. God, would you allow your, your waterfalls to rush over me? Would you allow your breakers, your waves to crash over me? And I just want you to, in this moment, allow yourself to connect to him as we sing this out. Some of you, some of you, may, be, may, some of you may come to times of worship like this and, and not know what to do. I'm gonna encourage you to lift your voices today to actually sing out loud. I know that may be a new thing for some of you. But that this would be a space where you would allow your soul to be refreshed and recognize that nothing else 
besides this is what your soul has been longing for. Just for a moment of connection, of refreshment from the living God. So I'm going to ask you right now to stand up and let's sing this song together. And let's sing it as an act of saying, God, would you come and would you crash over me? Would you refresh my soul? Would you pour into me? For whatever area that is that you said when you came in today, that area that you're like, God, it's been dry, it's been hard, I've been longing, would you come and invade that space? So let's sing together. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.